Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk with me, your host Sagarka. It's a new and beautiful year, which means new exciting guests with amazing stories and some really powerful advice. Now, before jumping into today's episode, I quickly just want to say thank you to you guys for the amazing feedback you've been giving me on the podcast. It really helps me plan out my content and kind of organize what you guys want to see. And I really appreciate your time so, 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 so much which is why today's episode is a little gift from me to you. So a couple of weeks back, a few of you shared with me an Instagram profile and asked me to invite her on the pod. Now, right when I clicked on her profile, I was addicted. That's it. I was addicted. I was just scrolling and literally couldn't get my eyes off her photography, the little details, and just the overall vibe. Our guest today is a travel photographer and host who's extremely passionate about the planet. Her love for powerful images has given her a path to learn and grow with every place she visits. Her home, which is somewhere between photography, outdoors, and travel, has given her an outlet to appreciate art and those quiet moments in nature while highlighting the importance of intentions. So welcoming our guest, Erin Sullivan, who is here to give us a little insight into her world and take us along her journey. I am Sagrika, your host at the Let's Talk podcast. On this podcast, I invite students to discuss topics that are essential to student life. And I believe listening to others and their stories is a great way to find yourself in the journey. So please join me with learning something new in every episode we have. Thank you for being a part of this community. I'm happy you're here. Hi, Erin. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Hi. Oh, my gosh. What a bio. Can you write my bio for everything I do? Because I am writing <laughs> down. I'm obsessed with your feed. I'm obsessed oh, with everything you do. You. And I'm so excited to talk to you today. That's so cool. Um, thank you so much. So, Erin, if you could just go right into it and introduce yourself. Tell us a little more about your journey as a travel photographer and how it all began for you. Sure. Um well, um, I first found photography when I was about 15, and I started shooting black and white film um, in a class that I was taking in high school, and I was quickly very passionate about photography. Um, and I don't recall saying this, but my mom says that I told her when I was about 16 that photography was the only thing I could ever see myself doing, um, which is so wild. Um, and I applied to universities for photography and I got in, um, but I was so afraid of making art into a career. And I really was so doubtful that I could make money from my art because no one in my family had done that. Um, so I switched my major and I kind of, um, danced around, um, photography and avoiding it, um. And I also, growing up, was so curious about travel. And again, my family wasn't big into um, traveling internationally. Um, we had a few trips throughout the United States, but um, nothing that would like invoke the wanderlust that I had. Um, so when I was 21, I traveled internationally for the first time um, and began a career as an adventure trip leader. Um, so I started working at summer camps when I was 18, found out that I loved the outdoors and that I loved working with young people. Um, so that led me to leading trips, um, 
all over the world for teenagers at different school camps and programs that were uh, working on growth and team building in an outdoor setting. So I was teaching outdoor skills and then also facilitating team building and personal growth um, exercises and discussions and that sort of thing. Um, I started my blog when I decided to come back to the States and um, live in the States full time. Um, I started it in 2014 um, and it's grown from there. Um, it's began as a platform for me to share my travels, share my experiences um, in the world um, and ended up being a way home to myself, a way home to my passion that I've had for over half my life now, which is photography and sharing images of um, the world that we live in. So that's me. That's actually amazing. The fact that you started with focusing on your passion and then that kind of helped you figure out traveling and the outdoors and then you started your blog. So it really started with you focusing on one thing, which is photography, and then that just opened new doors for you. Well, it's so interesting because I always loved photography, but, you know, I, I had this the fear of not being able to be successful at it, you know, and that fear prevented me from pursuing it at first, um, but it, it came back and it kind of made itself known that it was still important to me. And I think that that happens, right, when we avoid the things that we feel passionate about or that we maybe feel called to or pulled toward, like that will come back to you and make itself known and force you to pay attention to it. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it was quite a, an important lesson, I think. In my it's life. like what's yours will always find you. It'll come knocking at your door exactly. and it's telling you to focus on it yeah. again and again and again until you actually start and make it your purpose. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think like I think we always know exactly. that stuff. I think we always know it deep down. Um, you know, but we we believe the lies that society and and culture can tell us sometimes about what we quote should be doing. Um, but I think what you should be doing is is that that spark of insight that you already have that you know what you should be doing exactly and once you're doing something you truly love and it comes from inside like the process becomes so much more fun and that's just something I'm realizing right now at this stage in my life yeah cool that's awesome what is it for you for me I've always been passionate about business of course mm -hmm. but at the same time because I'm going to Berkeley like people have just given me this like expectation that like you can't just do business like you can't just go to business school like that's not going to work out for me it was always like business with nutritional science or something because I'm really mm. passionate about like fitness and everything yeah. but at the same time it's more like nutritional science like what's that like if you're not going to like medical school for it it doesn't make sense right and well, then I had to like mm -hmm. I had this moment to like just like a replan everything and I'm like wait I don't see myself doing medical but like I see myself doing business but it's just like two different paths but then I had some time to like actually sit down and think and I'm like wait for now I'm just gonna go with the flow and do what I like and that's business so let me just go with the flow yeah and and there's a lot to be said for that and I think it's so important that we each um, give ourselves an interdisciplinary education um, I majored in art and science in university and nobody understood wow. that because they, you know, it's like, why are you studying two things that have nothing to do with each other? But you look back 10 years later and it totally makes sense that I would have studied that when you look at my work and what I do now. Um, so 
you know, yes, maybe institutions make us choose one, but just know that it's the people that can be the glue b- between different disciplines um, mm-hmm. that that really have a voice in both, because that's how we problem solve in the world is having an understanding in these different disciplines, being able to work in that conversation and work in that space. Um, it helps us to communicate, I think. And of course, understand different perspectives too. It makes you way more open-minded as well. For sure. Now, when I think about a travel photographer, right, like the first thing that comes to my mind is like, of course, traveling, meeting new people, you know, learning about different cultures, observing, and also like sharing people's unique stories through pictures. And again, talking about open mind, I feel having an open mind to actually learn and grow becomes very important when you're exploring. Now, I want to ask you, like, how is that for you? Has it been easy for you to listen actively to others, to observe, to kind of learn from people's stories and lessons and apply that to your life? Great question. Well, I think, so I think when I started doing this kind of work, I had an idea of what it was and storytelling came to mind. But the longer I was out in the field um, working, you know, meeting people and sharing stories about the world, I realized like, I don't know if I, if my role is to be the storyteller. I think my, my role is to be the sharer of people's stories, you know, because I realized Mm -hmm. that for so long, there's, um, there's been a dominant narrative from one group of people, one culture, right? And it's the people who had the access and the money and the means to travel. But now the world is um, just getting so much more accessible through technology. And I think that what's powerful is when people can tell their own stories and share their own stories from their culture, because they're the experts on that, not me. So for me, it becomes, um, the, the goal is to learn and to share and never to speak over or to misrepresent the person or the land or the culture. Um, but to share what they share with me, um, so that I can then, expand the the audience um, that will know that information and that hopefully will feel more connected um, and more educated about the world. I love how you mentioned that because again in the process of like understanding people's stories and their perspective you're also learning about your ways of thinking and what your job is and your purpose is and I love how you mentioned that your job is not storytelling but actually sharing other people's stories and you only understood that when you were able to actively learn from others. And I love that because that's key when it comes to personal growth. Totally. I mean, and, and yes, exactly. You're, it's, it's not possible to listen objectively to someone else's life or someone else's story, you know? And I think it's really important that we recognize that. Um, especially like, gosh, I, I hope and I wonder if over time, this concept of travel photography becomes obsolete because everyone's sharing their own stories from where they are and we have the experts available, you know, Mm. because they're living there. It's like, I don't have to go to Lagos to share stuff from Lagos. Someone from Lagos can do that, you know? Um, And, and so it's been, 
interesting over time just how my own perspective changes on this and how I find myself um, so much I, I just think it's so much better if I share something that that someone from that place um, created rather than me going there and creating it myself. So in that way, my own work is changing, um, you know, and as an artist, like I, I can go anywhere and, and create images, um, but I do want people to take it with a grain of salt, understanding that that can't be objective because I'm behind the camera, right? And I'm going to frame things the way that I see it. Create bonds, create a community. And that's the beautiful part about it. It's not just one person behind the camera because if you can actually tell someone else to take pictures from that place, you're also making bonds, relationships, connections. And that's also the beauty of it that people don't really pay much attention to. That's true. Yeah, they going, I mean, travel, um, it's, it's no wonder why we love it, right? It um, broadens our understanding of the world and our understanding of ourselves. Definitely. Like what I love about this conversation right now is that clearly just being outdoors, you know, taking different pictures has given you a new way to think about photography, but also to think about people and different cultures. And I just talking about photography in specific, I feel like people like us who are not very educated in photography to us it's more like oh it's a picture of the clouds of the mountains you know but we know that there's way more to that but like I'd love to get your thoughts on that like how do you deal with people who say things like that because you know the effort that goes into it you know I I guess I, I put my work out there for you know because I like to share my work but how people um how it comes across to people um, is just information and um, that also is subjective. So it doesn't ever bother me. Um, of course, like I'm, I'm interested in feedback um, and I, I always take it to, to heart. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if that's how someone sees it, then great. I get, okay. So it's again, like dealing with criticism, but as long as you put your work and you know the effort that's going into it, that's all that matters. And that's in any field, right? Not just art. Dealing with feedback, critical feedback especially, can be tough because we take, can take it personally or art is so close to our identities. It's so close to who we are as people. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, I really try not to take feedback um, to, to make it about me because it's not about me. You know, it's about their feedback is informed by their experiences in the world and they're just giving me information um, and I can take that and I can apply it and I should thank them for that so that's my opinions on feedback I like that makes sense makes sense and like something I quite often wonder is as a photographer how do you know when it's the right time to pull out your phone or camera to take a picture as opposed to actually living in the moment enjoying the moment and appreciating what you see because that sometimes like I'm stuck at that as well you know like right now if I'm going out somewhere mm -hmm. and I really like what I'm seeing I don't know if I should take a picture or live in the moment and actually like <laughs> be in the moment experience it you know yes I do I definitely know um that is what my TED talk is about um so for me it's always been about just tuning into my gut, how I'm feeling. Am I feeling like it's appropriate to take a picture right now, first of all? Um, and it's, it's always a battle that I have with myself. Do I pull my camera out or do I just 
sit and not, you know, so it's a practice. I think I don't think you ever get super, I don't think you can ever be like a master of that um, decision. I think it's always something that you'll be, um, you know, in some conflict with yourself over unless you simply just don't care either way. Um, but most of us do care, which is why it's a question in the first place. So um, for me, it's about creating the images that I want to create if, I, if I'm in front of something compelling um, and then also limiting myself um, if I've already created so many images that it's all just I'm going to upload them to my computer and it'll all be the same, you know, so. It's about finding that balance, I think. I was actually reading your blog post and you were talking about intentions, the intentions with which mm. you, maybe if you want to take out your phone and take a picture, the intentions have to be right. Or maybe if you're not taking a picture and you're just living in the moment, intentions, like that makes all the difference. It's almost like even when you're eating junk food with the right intentions, you don't feel as guilty after, you know? It's more like if your intentions mm. are right, like that's the right moment for you. That's exactly where you should be. What you're doing is it's perfect. It's true. I think intention is a big, um, like doing all things with intention is huge for me. I do think there's something to be said for intention versus impact. And we, we can't, we can't always just say, oh, my intention, like my intention was good. So, you know, I'm excused from whatever, because if, if our intention is good, but we still cause harm, then we still cause harm. Right. So I think it's about checking yourself on your intentions and then looking at what your impact is, what it could be, um, and create and making a mindful decision from that place um, as well. Because we can't, we can't only rely on the intention, but living intentionally will lead you to better impact, I believe. I love that because right now I'm actually reading a book called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Oh, I love that And one. it literally yeah. talks about the law of intention and desire. So it's, it's crazy that we're talking about yeah. that right now. I love that book. Same. Like right now I'm on the seventh chapter or something, but like every single thing he's saying, and of course, if you practice it every day, it makes a huge difference in life. And that's something like, of course, totally. during this pandemic, it's needed like to stay sane. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think... Gosh, we're invited right now to do a lot of the personal shadow work and the hard stuff. I think the best thing we can mm -hmm. do is lean into that. And it's hard to do that. Um, but it'll, in the long run, help you as an individual and us as a, as a community and as a human population um, to solve some of these big issues that we have going on and to also give us more peace definitely i think the importance of peace right now is much needed and it's a topic that now everyone's trying to like find, like get in alinement with you know just that inner peace mm -hmm. inner happiness inner satisfaction and 2020 yeah, really totally. did teach us a lot so as long as we take those lessons into 2021 that's enough like that's really enough yeah and now actually talking about your photography, like how do you, this is just something that I've always wondered with photographers is that how do you continue to educate yourself on different types of photography, you know, including astrography. I looked at your blog post to even talk about underwater photography and like so much more because I do have a few friends at college who are passionate about photography, but don't necessarily have the resources mm -hmm. to get started or, you know, have projects work with so what would you say is like the best way to get started in this industry the right way yeah I think the best camera is the one you have with you 
It's the one you have access to. So if that's a phone, great. Um, and then a lot of it is honestly practice. You can get a lot of the technical information on YouTube or just for free on the internet. Um, the stuff that you can't access for free on the internet or get anywhere else is, is the practice that you're doing. And when you're practicing, you're working on finding your unique perspective and your unique voice in the photography world. So um, my advice would be to just start. Like there's, there's no... There's never going to be a perfect time. You're never going to have all the gear you feel like you need. Um, but just starting and where you are with what you have. Um, and also keeping in mind, you are the expert at your own story. So start by sharing your story. You know, ask how you can share that in images um, and see where that leads you. Keep giving yourself prompts um, that allow you to practice. One thing also I think helps is asking yourself, like, what makes me authentic? What makes me different? And how can I share that with people? You know, again, bringing unique perspectives to it always, always, always helps. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, um, and, and just saying yes to each experiment as well as you're learning. Yeah, it's trial and error at the end of it, right? Like you learn from something, you're like, okay, this doesn't work out. It didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but okay, fine. We can try again. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm always, I mean, I'm always making stuff that I make bad art all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good or bad art. It's your perspective. That's it. It's true. Yep. And like, again, at the start of the episode, you did talk about how you were really freaked out at the idea of making art into a career. And I feel like that's something that many millennials at this stage have, like that perspective, that mindset mm -hmm. of like, wait, where am I going with this? You know? So like one, what's one thing you kind of learned from that process, you know, taking, coming this far, at least what's one thing you learned and like, how did your mindset kind of change ever since? I think that when there's a strong purpose behind what you do, you figure out how to make it work. Um, and I think when you approach it with a level of humility and also a level of being willing to learn, being willing to be wrong, being willing to change. Um, that allows you to be very, um, you know, your when you're persistent, it allows you to have this resilience factor that um, makes a huge difference, whatever kind of business you're building. Um, so that's, that was huge for me was just developing and realizing that I did have the resilience that was necessary um, to build this business. And, and I do want to name that I have privilege in the, in the fact that I'm college educated and all, you know, these things where, where I'm from or what I've had access to growing up. Um, that said, whatever your circumstances are, um, you have to get real with yourself on that stuff um, mm -hmm. and do what you can with what you have. Um, I don't think like my advice is, is never to sell the farm. It's not like quit your job and just bank everything on your new art business, but be smart. You know, like you can start building an art business or a photography business while you're doing something else, while you're in school, while you have, while you're working another job. Um, and there's so many free resources on the internet today. It's mm -hmm. amazing. So I would definitely start there. Um, and I really want to emphasize like the willingness to pivot and change um, is huge because it makes you resilient. 
you know, there are plenty of businesses, um, unfortunately, that will not be able to to pivot in in regard to the pandemic. And I want to be sensitive to that for sure, because it's not their fault at all. But the businesses that had creative solutions, um, they they might have seen their business grow, you know? Mm -hmm. And you did mention, of course, willingness to pivot. Would you say you being fired from your nine to five kind of gave you that redirection towards, of course, the career that you have right now? That is funny. That one, that was like just a total kick to, because I kind of knew that I should quit my job and um, really attempt freelancing and really attempt taking my blog full time. Um, but I didn't do it because I was scared. So getting fired was like a sign from God of like, okay, well, if you're not going to quit, then we're doing it for you. You're fired. <laughs> Right, exactly. So it was it was that. And what was going on at the time? Did you feel like everything's just working against you? You don't know what's happening? Or were you like, okay, you know what? This is redirection. I'm going to do something out of it because I know it's for my highest purpose. I knew it, there was something purposeful behind it, but I definitely still <laughs> felt pretty beat up by that situation. Um, so I gave myself some time to be sad about it, but then I had to pick myself up and do something about it because... Otherwise, I was going to run out of money. And that's important to actually tell yourself that it's fine to take out time for yourself to be oh, sad. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Be irritated. Like, that's okay. Because at the end of the day, it's your journey. It's your race. It's for you to figure it out. And that's fine. Like, take your time. Because I feel like with Corona as well and, like, everything happening, it's more like, we have a set timeline on what we have to achieve, when we have to achieve. But it's just like, okay, let's just slow down. It's my race. I'm not competing with anyone here. Yeah, so true. I think you you have to um, take some of the pressure off yourself, I think. Because also, we need time to explore what we're good at and what we love and the difference that we can make in the world. So Definitely. And that does yes. take time and self-exploration and self-discovery. Definitely. And that's why sometimes like when I'm in that headspace, I just tell myself and I ask myself, I'm like, wait, what's my big why? Why am I doing this? Mm. Where do I see myself? Like, what's my long-term goals and how can I sustain it? You know, sometimes just asking yourself the big why, like that's enough to get you through, you know? Yeah, you have to stay connected to a reason that's bigger, that means a lot to you or that's bigger than yourself. Um, that'll help you get through a lot of the, the tough, tough parts of growth. Definitely. But I'm so happy with how far you've come, especially because you were fired and now you're literally making moves and doing so well with what you're doing. And that's why like just talking about your photography, I'm actually very curious to know if you have that, that one favorite picture you took and like if there's a special story behind it hmm I don't think I do I mean I have favorites that kind of rotate through the seasons my favorites right now are the mobula ray images um that I took underwater um with their hundreds of mobula rays underneath um swimming in their they're just so beautiful um and I just love the patterns that they make so that's that comes to mind as a favorite for now, but I'm sure that'll change in a few months. Yeah, that will change once you come to Lagos. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll take your report. <laughs> and of course, now that we're talking about like your lifestyle, I feel like I really need to ask you this, like just your perspective on the hustle culture, because I feel 
you're mm. definitely on your toes every day you have things to do you're busy like you're literally the definition of busy but I just want to know your perspective on the hustle culture and like when it's right to take a break to step back and when it's right and like how can how can you like still while you believe in the hustle culture or not how can you stay true to your purpose I am not a fan of hustle culture um, just because I don't think that's what we were built for as humans. That is so interesting that you're mentioning this right now because I completely feel the same way. It's just that I needed that validation from someone else too. So that feels good. Yeah, I I just don't think like like rise and grind, like get up and start working. Like, Mm -hmm. Like your purpose is work. No, your purpose isn't working all the time. Like for me, what drives me is a vision greater than myself, a purpose greater than myself. I do my best work when I feel connected to my higher power um, and to other people. Um, And that to me, hustle feels cheap. Like I'm looking for a deeper connection than just hustling and finding the quickest way to get to the top. You know, that's not the kind of legacy that I want to build um, personally. So And that's not like the kind of compassionate world that I want to see either. So um, I'm trying to live in that example. And have you been surrounded by people or friends who are in that hustle culture mentality? Because sometimes when you're surrounded with those people, you're like, wait, how should I stay true to my purpose without really getting influenced by what they're doing and their busy lifestyles? I have in the past, but doing the work on myself and recognizing that I can be happy for them in finding what works for them without feeling like I need to achieve that same thing myself or apply that same lifestyle to my life. Um, so that's what I do with with anything that doesn't feel aligned for me. But if it aligns with someone in my community or one of my friends, I can be super happy for them that they've found what works for them. Um, but it doesn't have to work for me. And also because you're always outdoors and traveling, have you been able to just find time for routines, like daily routines or habits that is for yourself and for your personal growth, something that us listeners can also just start implementing today? One thing that I do that's really helpful is I get up in the morning and I write three pages of stream of consciousness journaling. It's not for me to refer back to later. It's not for anyone else to read. It doesn't have to make a lot of sense. It's just to dump whatever's in my brain when I wake up out onto paper um, 30 minutes in the morning to help me get started. Um, And that's a practice called Morning Pages. It's from a a course called The Artist's Way, which I would highly recommend as well. Um, But that's been a practice that's been really grounding for me for the past year. Wow. And when journaling, do you write all your thoughts or just things that you're grateful for? Oh, I write everything. Yeah. Okay. So it's just like a place like dump all your thoughts and start your day fresh. Mm Yep. Yep. And, and it can be, you know, whatever, whatever pops, whatever comes to mind, um, just to get it out so that it's not, I'm not ruminating on it. It's not circling around in my mm-hmm. brain for the rest of the day. And if you with that busy lifestyle can actually find time for this, we have no excuses. Like we have no excuses because I feel like we get started on journaling or of course writing down our thoughts, but then we can't sustain it. It's one week and we're done, you know? And that's something that, of course, like, again, Corona kind of taught us that if you're starting something, stick to it. You're going to see effects and, like, the results after. But, like, if you're starting something, definitely sustain it. Yeah, and um, be gentle with yourself in the process, too. Definitely. 
And lastly, Erin, what is your advice to us millennials who sometimes feel overwhelmed with our purpose, of course, or just don't know where to start and just simply feel lost in the journey? First, I think it's important to know that you're not alone um, and that so many people feel that way. Right. Um, and I really think that the, w- the way forward um, is to do the personal growth work, lean into yourself, um, connect to your higher power, whatever that means for you, um, and start following spiritual leaders, um, you know, leaders in creativity and in um, just the human spirit who are talking about things that resonate with you. Um, so you can, and it, it's a slow journey. You're not going to figure it out tomorrow, probably. But the more that you know yourself, the more you can tune into your own intuition and that own inner voice. Um, I think the closer you get to understanding more what your purpose is, and that might change too, and that's okay. Exactly. And I love how you mentioned that you're not alone because that's such a misconception people have that this is just me. No one can relate to me. That's it. Mm -hmm. But that's not how it works. And again, personal growth, self-love, that's key whenever you're starting anything. And of course, to tune into yourself. But also, I want to say that if reading a book doesn't work for you, maybe tune into podcasts. If not reading podcasts, yeah. maybe watching YouTube videos, you know, but you need to find something that works for you. Yeah, there's so many um, so many outlets and options um, and ways to feel supported um, and to learn and to grow. Absolutely. And again, I think also like the reels that you see on Instagram, sometimes they're so informative. It's literally a 15 second video, but it gives you so much information that you need. So again, if you really want to invest into something and learn about something, like no one can stop you if you truly put your mind to it. Mm -hmm. Love that. Okay, Erin, so to wrap it up, I just want to ask you a few fun questions that you need to answer in under five seconds. It's just my way of saying goodbye. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. How did you start your day today? Journaling. Who's one person you'd love to have coffee with? Obama. Michelle. Michelle Obama. Are you a texter or a caller? A caller. What's your favorite fashion trend at the moment? Sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) And what's one thing you're grateful for today? Oh, the sun. And that's it. Thank you so much, Erin. This was it for this episode. Thank you so much for, again, taking out time from your busy schedule and just coming here, spending time with us and talking to us and giving us advice. Sometimes this is all we need just to feel better about ourselves and where we are at life. Thank you so, so, so much. Thanks, Sagrika. I hope it was helpful. And yeah, wishing everybody peace on the journey. Okay, if you would like to go ahead and drop in your social media and where people can find you. Oh yeah, um, I'm Erin Outdoors everywhere. This is it, guys. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk pod on Instagram for regular updates. Everything will be linked in the show notes. As always, remember to open up, share, and connect. I will talk to you guys in my next episode. See ya! Mm-hmm.